Hey there, are you a spiritual seeker looking for the perfect way to blend your physical, spiritual, emotional, and mental health and well-being practices? Maybe you already have an interest in yoga or astrology or want to learn more about yoga's sister science, Jyotish, or Vedic astrology? Well then, I'm super glad you're here, and I'd like to extend you a very warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a yoga teacher and a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use the sidereal zodiac, so some of the signs might be different from what you're used to. To get a free copy of your sidereal birth chart, please visit my website, yogiscopes.com slash chart. Now let's get started. Glad you're here. Well, hello there, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Yogi Scopes podcast. I have the July outlook for you today. So I'm going to give you a quick overview of everything happening in July. So um, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. My list is a little bit longer than usual. Just like visually, I'm like, oh, this is like a bigger stack of shit. Um, so anyway, so I'll as usual for these monthly outlooks. So if you're new to this podcast, welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I like to give you weekly updates of the astrology, what's happening. I always do a dedicated episode for the new moon and full moon because that's kind of how I even got interested in pairing yoga with astrology at first myself was with theming my classes because I'm a yoga teacher around the new and full moons and then I just wanted to keep diving down the rabbit hole to figure out like what could I do in the weeks that it's not a new or full moon so that's how I found myself down the astrology Vedic astrology rabbit hole personally um maybe you find some kind of similar story and that's why you're here I'm glad you're here if you're new or returning listener I appreciate you all but so just you know quick recap of how this works is I like to give you an update of what's happening astrologically, uh, my rambly and goofy interpretation of how that applies to real life. And then I usually end with a specific yoga practice or a few um, related to that and then some journal prompts. And so with the monthly outlooks though, because it's so much shit, usually it's a lot of stuff. Sorry. Also, if you don't like bad words, like I'm not the teacher for you, there are plenty of teachers out there that don't use bad words. So, um, anyway, uh, so this is the July outlook and we are just coming off a new moon. I'm recording this on Thursday, June 30th. We just had a new moon two days ago. It was on Tuesday. And I actually just before I started recording this episode, recorded the, um, we had the new moon uh, class with the membership. So now I've added on with the Yogi Scopes membership. Not only do you get weekly bonus podcast episodes with more personalized interpretations, but you also get um, a new moon circle on the Sunday before the new moon, which we just had this past Sunday. And then you get a weekly class to kind of, you know, it's an extension onto this podcast. Like I'll tell you some yoga practices. And then if you want to like do that, usually what I suggest along with, you know, having whatever practice I suggest usually in an entire one hour flow style class, then join the membership because you get all that stuff. And, um, so those happen on Thursdays at 9am and it's about, actually, it was actually 1111 when I hit record. So I was like, mm, that's cool. Uh, so I'm going to record this really fast off the cuff. Like, um, if y'all have been around, you know, my, I have two small kids and life is just always crazy. Like I'm just always, 
on the run, no matter how freaking grounded and routine I try to be. It's just like some shit always happens. Such is life. Even if you don't have kids, you can probably relate to that in some way, you know, and that's kind of what we've been going through astrologically as well with Saturn being retrograde. Um, your routines are probably harder to maintain right now in general for all of us. Like that's just an energy that's been going on since, um, gosh, why can't I even remember when, when, uh, Saturn went ret- retrograde, but, um, it was, it was the beginning of this month. It was June 4th, I believe. And so that's one of the things we're going to talk about for July, because one of the big things happening is Saturn is retrograding back into Capricorn. So we're going to see some old shit come up, um, related to the Saturn and Capricorn energy. I'll get more into that in a moment. Um, a couple other quick housekeeping announcements, I sent out a poll to my email list a little while ago. Um, So if you want the most direct lines of communication with me, either my email list or the Facebook group, the Yoga Plus Astrology Facebook group are going to be the best places to have the most direct access to them, like, you know, these kind of polls and and things um, and really direct access to me and other other times than just the weekly podcast or going to be those two places. But anyway, so I sent out a poll and I was like, how can I help y'all incorporate this yoga and astrology stuff into your life on a regular basis? And the answers that I got back was like short practices on a more regular basis. So what that's going to look like, I've finally decided because so I sent that poll out a long time ago. And then when I finally decided when it was going to be, I pulled the Facebook group to land on a time. So this is based on y'all's feedback along with what I can actually fit into my life. So on Mondays starting, I was going to start at the beginning of July, but it turns out the first Monday of July is a holiday here in the U S which means my kids daycare is closed, which means it's going to be chaos in my house. So it's not a good day to start things. Um, like I will. So the idea is this is, We're going to do a 30-minute short movement and meditation practice on Mondays at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. It is free to everyone. You just have to sign up, and I will get that link out. I'll post it on socials and stuff and send it to the email list. I expect that to be on the newsletter and going out on socials next week. So keep your eye out for that, either Yogi Scopes on Instagram, Facebook, um, in the Facebook group join my email list. A really cool way to get on my email list is to go and get the birth chart decoder. So if you go to yogiscopes.com slash chart and get your Vedic chart, and then you just snag that free worksheet, there'll be like a pop-up that asks you if you want it, or you can scroll down to the bottom of the page and submit your name and email address. And so you'll get that worksheet in your email. So you can start understanding your birth chart. It's like the best entry into understanding astrology more is starting to understand how a chart works, specifically your birth chart, right? So if grab that if you haven't already. Um, and then that will just put you onto my email list. Um, so then you'll find out about these. So right now, Monday, July 11th will be the first one. And then it'll just be every Monday going forward after that, except for like the other one I decided I would not hold is like December 26th because I'm certain that I'll be traveling. I don't even know. Um, but I usually am traveling to visit family around that time of year. So But it looks like every Monday between July 11th and, oh, maybe not Labor Day. Anyway, Monday, meditations, it'll be a 30-minute, like, we'll do just a brief, probably seated or floor 
um, movement practice to kind of get into our bodies. And then we'll have a little meditation and I will theme the meditation around the astrology for the week. And the idea with it being first thing Monday morning is um, you can set the tone for your week that way and it's free. And if you can't make it in person, as always, this is just how I do it because it's easier technologically for me. Um, the recordings are housed in the membership because that's the only place I have to house videos. So, um, instead of having them in multiple places, if you want the recording, just join the membership. It's a perk. If you, uh, are not, you know, it's free. So you either attend live or join the membership to get the recordings if you want those. Um, and then also the membership flows that I was offering for free on Thursdays in the Facebook group are now next week. This was today was the last free one. So next week they are, um, going to be hosted on zoom and I will send that. If you are a member, you will need to book your spot to get the zoom link. More details on that coming. Um, and pretty soon I'll probably open them up for drop in, but not right away for at first. I'm going to keep them just for the membership, just because it's, I have a lot going on. You hear this? this is like five minutes worth of housekeeping announcements. It's a lot of shit. So Anyway, um, that all has to do with my new moon intentions I set for myself. So let's talk about what's going on with July. So I alluded last week to the beginning of July would be a really good time to start acting on your new moon intentions, kind of like I just described. Like if you want to see this stuff playing out in practice, um, just FYI, like if you're already kind of deep in and understanding a chart and stuff. This new moon, Aries, just, or sorry, Aries, Gemini, just, uh, so Rahu's in Aries, and that's that's an important factor of, like, what you might be acting on, because Mars just moved into Aries, um, but the new moon just happened on my fifth house, and Rahu and Mars are on my third house, which is why I'm, like, tending to fifth and third house matters, um, a lot of stuff going on with my kids, that's fifth house, um, third house is, like, communications like podcasting and having an online membership like those are totally third house things so um that's why I'm spending all this time right now I'm like really being pretty Rahuvian about it right like uh that's kind of like obsessed and headstrong and really gonna just like obsess over it until something happens right like that's what I'm doing related to my third house which is related to podcasting and blogging and all this stuff. So if you're an Aquarius rising, that applies to you too. Um, but otherwise, if you want to know, you can join the membership and I'll tell you based on your rising sign where what's happening, right? So anyway, when I alluded last week to the beginning of July would be a good time to act on your new moon intentions. Like, so the idea is with the new and full moons, you set intentions then. You don't necessarily accomplish your intention on that day. Like, like it just doesn't work that way. You know, you, um, you set your intention and then you spend the whole rest of the phase until the next, you know, new or full moon respectively acting on it. Right. Like it, it take, these things take time to incorporate into our life. So during this phase, but the waning moon now that we're in, so actually technically the moon is still new as I'm recording this, but it is waning. So like it's moving towards full. And additionally, all the other planets are, not all of them, but most of them are in their own signs, in signs that they rule and or are mul tricone, which means basically at their 
strongest in so Saturn being in uh, Aquarius right now um, on this Friday. So tomorrow, July 1st, Mercury moves into Gemini, which is it's it rules Gemini. It's actually Moltracone in Virgo, but it still rules over Gemini. So it's it's pretty happy there. And so then we have Mercury on Friday going into its own sign of Gemini. We already have Saturn in its own sign of Aquarius. It is retrograde, but it's Moltracone in Aquarius. So it does pretty well, even though it's retrograde, which we'll get into more in a moment on July 12th when it moves back into Capricorn. It does not do as, it's, it rules over Capricorn as well, but it's not as happy as it is in Aquarius. It's a little bit darker energy, if you will. So we'll get more into that in a moment, but, um, and then we also have Mars moved into Aries on this past Monday and, um, Venus is in Taurus where it rules over and also Jupiter has been in Pisces where it rules and additionally briefly and like during the first and into the second of July so this Friday and into Saturday um the moon will also be in cancer where it is exalted. So the moon moves pretty fast. So that moves on, but still, even when the moon moves on, we'll have all these other planets for a solid, like couple weeks until the next thing changing is on July 12th, when Saturn moves back into Capricorn, where it's still ruling, you know, it's still ruling Capricorn. So it's, it's okay. Um, it's just a little, not as good not as awesome. But, um, so for the first couple weeks in July, especially up until the full moon with all these planets in their own sign, like what that means is pretty much any aspect of what you could be trying to carry out with your new moon intentions is going to be really supported because all the planets are happy right now for the most part. Um, and we just had Neptune go retrograde. I kind of glossed over that on the last episode. Neptune went retrograde on the um, 28th. So the morning before the full moon or the new moon. Sorry. Um, so the new moon happened later in the evening here on the East Coast. It happened about 10.50 p.m. So almost 11 p.m. on Tuesday. And in the wee hours of the morning on Tuesday. So really over like Monday night. It was like 2 in the morning or something. Neptune went retrograde in Pisces, which it also is considered a ruler over, but Jupiter's like, especially in Vedic astrology, Jupiter's the main ruler because Vedic astrology technically doesn't recognize, um, the outer planets because simply because they weren't discovered at the time that Vedic astrology was transmitted, um, to the sages, sages and the seers, the rishis. Um, so anyway, we are, people are influenced by people and, you know, when the outer planets were discovered, we got to put Neptune somewhere and it's Pisces. It rules over Pisces, which if you think about Neptune has to do with like dreaminess and illusion and stuff. And so that's very Piscean matters. But so with Neptune being retrograde, it actually, the effect I see it bringing is a little bit more clarity. In fact, it actually brings down the, so if you listen, if you've been listening for a while, you know, I've been talking about Jupiter and Pisces is great. It's great for like dreaming big, but the shadow side of that is that you can dream too big and to where you're not being practical and Saturn being retrograde is very much asking us to be practical. Like it's simultaneously while Saturn is retrograde harder 
to be practical and infinitely more important that you are because just the way the energy works, it's like you're going to feel worse if you're not trying your best to stick to a practical routine and stick to like what's realistic for yourself and those around you. You're going to feel a lot better if you do, but the energy is a little bit challenging for that right now. Same idea with Jupiter being in Pisces. It's making you want to dream big and stuff. And then while Mars was there, that was just kind of adding fuel to that fire, if you will. And so I, myself, along with, this is what I've heard from, um, like really I hear this from the people in the membership. They're the ones I get the most feedback about like how on a regular basis, how the astrology is affecting them as well. And like people that have readings, um, So if you want to just have other people to chit chat with this kind of stuff about, the membership is the place to do it along with all the other cool stuff we do in there. Um, Anyway, I heard that while kind of during the month of May and early June, while Mars was in there in Pisces with Jupiter, it was like leading to burnout. It was leading many of us to take on more than we could really handle But it was okay because while it was there, we felt like we had the energy to do it, right? Like that is not just me, but the people I heard from said the same. But then now that Mars has moved on to Aries, it's um, the energy is a little bit more like stop taking on too much. Again, also with Saturn being retrograde, it's like, whoa, 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 like slow your roll, hold your horses, Let's pare things down a little bit. And that's been the energy since the past full moon. But now that all the planets have kind of moved into their happy places, or especially like tomorrow, once Mercury's there, the planets will all be happy. Um, So whatever you're trying to do with your new moon intention. So if you haven't set one, it's not too late. Even tomorrow, if you're listening to this episode on Friday or even a cut, you know, as long as you listen to it before the next full moon, I think. Um, with all the, cause all this energy is largely going to remain the same between now and especially July 12th. Um, it's not too late to think about how you want to work with this energy. And I want to say using the latest new moon, um, stuff I mentioned on that episode and the, uh, the yoga flow I just recorded this morning that I'm going to upload within the same hour that I upload this podcast this afternoon. Um, use all those tools at your disposal to really get clear about how you want to work with this energy while it's present and then moving forward. So, so the first thing, so let me just, I always list these. So if you want to write it down or something you can, but also FYI, now that the year is halfway over, I have put the Yogi Scopes planner for the year for 2022 on 50% off. So it's like 18 bucks or something. Um, it comes with a lot of great resources and it. it's more than just the dates. But if you do want the dates in already written format and you want to be able to look ahead, go get that. The code for it is June Abundance. So you'll find the um, link to the planner in the show notes or you'll just go to yogiscopes.com slash 2022 and get the planner. Use the code June Abundance. I sent it out to the email list. It's good for the rest of the year. You can go ahead and get 50% off the planner since the year's 50% done. Can y'all believe that? July makes halfway through the year. We're there. Um, So anyway, go grab the planner if you want them already written down. But here's the list if you want to write them down right now. So on Friday, July 1, Mercury's going into Gemini. We talked about that just a moment ago. On Tuesday, July 12th, not only is Saturn retrograding, it's been retrograde, but it's moving back into Capricorn that day 
Also, Rahu is changing nakshatras to Barani. And I'm going to talk more about that next week because that's a big deal. Um, so we'll get it's I'll go more into I'll briefly talk about it today right now. But next week is we're going to have to focus on it a little bit more because it's important. And then on June 13th, Venus is entering Gemini. So like I was talking about, um, Venus has been in Taurus where it's very happy because it rules Taurus. And then it's moving on to Gemini. That's not a bad thing, but it's just not, you know, it's not as good, right? Like Venus is very happy in Taurus since moving on to Gemini on the 13th, Wednesday the 13th, and then um, that same day, so those are next Tuesday and Wednesday, or actually, sorry, that's like two weeks from now, um, next Tuesday, the following Tuesday and Wednesday, so we have a really quiet week the first week in July, like the 4th through the 10th or whatever, um, that's Monday through Sunday, uh, so then that same Wednesday, we have the full moon in Sagittarius, so... Um, we're gonna have to cover. I'm gonna have to cover some of that stuff next week, and then the following week will be the full moon episode. Um, and then on that Saturday, both the Sun and Mercury are moving into Cancer. And then at, towards the end of the month, we have another quiet spell between July 16th when the Sun and Mercury move to July 28th when Jupiter will start its retrograde motion in Pisces and that'll be okay. Like it's not a big deal. It's okay. When Jupiter goes retrograde, I'll talk more about that, that in a moment. I'm just telling you the dates right now so that you can write them down if you care, or you can just go by the planner and they're already there and you can see the rest of the year and plus all lots of other cool resources in there. Um, and then on the 29th, we have a new moon in cancer. And then on the 31st, Mercury will enter Leo. So Mercury's like, notice see it's only spending two weeks in cancer pretty much from july 16th a saturday to sunday july 31st it's like just over two weeks mercury is spending in the sign it spends a little longer when it goes retrograde um sometimes but anyway mercury is super fast moving it's like the fastest one so right here at the beginning of july we have mercury moving three times in july so tomorrow july 1st it's moving into gemini where it rules and then in the middle of the month, it'll move into Cancer and kind of amplifying the nourishing energy. And then it'll move into Leo where it'll amplify the, um, you know, Leo energy. Y'all know Leo energy. I'm sure you do. The archetype that's like flashy and showy and uh, status and beauty and things like that, you know. Um, but also, you know, royalty and... Um, I think carries some some nature of like hard workingness, I think, with Leo too. Anyway, so those are that's the list of stuff. We've already kind of covered the first half of the month where we have um all the planets pretty much in their own signs, very happy, you know, only Saturn, I think. Saturn and Neptune are retrograde for the first half of the month half of the month. So it might be a little more challenging to set a routine, but really do your best because it's going to be worth it. Like I mentioned already, but then, um, on July 12th, you know, getting towards the middle of the month is when that energy starts to shake up and we'll have all these big changes that I will totally talk about more in depth next week. I just want to give you the big overview right now. So you know what to expect and, um, for the month as a whole, right? And so when it's around that week, the second week of July, the 12th, 13th, 
through the 16th that everything starts to shift and change and we're on to new energies as always. So Venus will enter Gemini. Rahu will change nakshatras, which is a pretty big deal. Rahu and K2 stay in signs for a year and a half. So we got to pay close attention to when they change lunar mansions or nakshatras because that does change the energy in a subtle way, but subtle does not mean insignificant, right? Um, so these slower moving planets tend to have subtler impacts. Like I was saying, Mercury is moving three times this month. Um, it's it's so quick that it might be a little more like on the surface impactful, but these slower moving planets are where you're going to notice the really like, um, like this saying, still waters run deep, like, um, the, the deep changes in your life. If you're trying to change like the course of your life, like manifest some big shit, you need to pay attention to the slower moving planets because those subtle energy shifts are going to be what supports you into making deep, but subtle changes in your life. So like the example I like to think of is, um, when you're going on a long trip, like say like a boat or an airplane or something and how those work because it's not roads, um, they have to set a course like flying through the air or sailing through the water or whatever. They set a course, which is like a heading on a compass. And at the beginning, if you're just a degree off, it doesn't matter for the first like little bit of the trip. You're not going to land that far. But the longer you go, that same degree amount of degrees off um, I, I read something this morning. I think it was James Clear, too. I, I get a lot of val- value out of following James Clear on social media. He's the Atomic Habits guy. Very Saturnine. Um, if you start your trip in L.A. and you're like three degrees off and you're heading towards New York, that three degrees over the entire span of the United States is will land you in D.C. rather than New York, which is like an eight-hour drive. Like, that's far as shit. You know, um, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. Uh, it's been since I was a kid since I've done that drive. Um, anyway, you get the idea. It's kind of like when you start at a point and you shift by just a degree, you know, or three degrees, it, that path over time, over a longer amount of time is going to create a bigger difference. And that's the idea with these slower moving planets like Rahu, Saturn, Jupiter, Um, If you just make subtle, subtle shifts, it might seem insignificant at first, but over the entire time that those planets are in whatever sign, um, it's going to make the biggest difference when they go to change signs at the end of that transit. So I hope that makes sense. Um, And I just bring that up to say, like, that's why you should pay attention to these slower moving planets. You know, like we should pay attention to the moon and the fast moving ones and blah, blah, blah. You know, that helps. Right. But it is also important to do the deeper work related to the slower moving planets. And we'll talk more about those as they come, like the Jupiter retrograde later this month. We'll talk more about that as it gets here, of course. Um, But so, yeah, so the full moon happening that week, Wednesday, July 13th, the same day Mercury, or sorry, Venus enters Gemini. Um... It's in Sagittarius, which is ruled by Jupiter. So that's bringing some more Jupiterian energy. So we'll talk more about that when we get there. Things you might want to release related to, you know, kind of Jupiter, wherever Jupiter is in your birth chart. Get the decoder if you're unsure. Um, but also wherever Pisces is in your birth chart, since Jupiter is there in Pisces for the rest of the year. 
And so this, that's the relation between all of this stuff, right? And the more you study, the more you start to see how it's all interconnected. But you can also, if you don't care to like become an astrologer yet or have the capacity to yet, that's what a reading's for, right? And I can help you draw the connections. Um, so then after that, the sun and Mercury are both going into Cancer and then we're going to have a new moon in Cancer at the end of the month. So I bring all that up to say that the big overarching energies for the month are Rahu and Barani, which is, we just had an eclipse in Barani in April. Um, sorry, y'all. I don't dates. I got too much going on in my mom brain and all this disrupted sleep. I do have a almost four month old baby, so I don't sleep very well. Um, so anyway, I, I have to keep everything written down. That's what partially why I made the planner. It's like halfway for me. And then I figured I might as well share it with y'all if I'm making it anyway. Um, so anyway, I have the dates written down, so I don't have to keep them in my head because there's a lot of stuff going on in this monkey brain of mine. Anyway, so we just had an eclipse there and you can go back and find that episode if you want to, but that it has a lot to do with feminine energy. So does cancer, right? And in my opinion, so do, uh, Jupiter being in Pisces like this, it has this like dreamy yin, uh, feminine energy quality to it. And as y'all know, if you have access to the internet, which you clearly do since you're listening to a podcast, uh, I'm sure you've seen the news about all the women's issues going on in the U S right now. Um, this is the kind of stuff that's, that's brought up by that. And so this can manifest on a large scale. I don't think we're done with that y'all. I don't think, I mean, obviously like people are outraged here in the U S. Um, and so with Rahu moving there to a nakshatra that kind of represents these, you know, female anatomy stuff, you know, it's, it's represented by a yoni, which is like the female anatomy. It's a vagina. Um, you know, a yoni is just like the nice word for it or a vulva, I should say. Um, anyway, um, we're having Rahu move there, which like I said, Rahu brings this obsession, sense of upheaval. Um, so I think that those kind of issues are going to be on the forefront and it is an Aries, which is, y'all know the Aries archetype. It's, it's a ram. It's like headstrong and, um, going to kind of like act before it thinks it's ruled by Mars. Mars is also there, um, for the rest of this month. So that kind of energy is coming up. And then also, um, yeah, so all this cancer energy, all this feminine energy that works out to be, um, it's a good month for nourishing yourself and others. Also fighting for women's rights is going to be really actually supported this month with Rahu and Barani, the sun in cancer, shining a light on, um, sort of the nurturers of our society, the need for nurturers and nurturing, and then having the Mercury go into Cancer while we also have a new moon in Cancer. Mercury will be there with the moon and the sun. And so that just amplifies the Cancerian energy. And also, right now at the beginning of the month, reminder, the moon is in Cancer as I'm recording this, and it will be until like Saturday sometime. Um, so like I was saying earlier, it's a good time to revisit the new moon episode. If you haven't already done your new moon practices, if you have just revisit the intention that you arrived at 
and kind of think about that stuff, how you're going to carry that out for the month. As the beginning of the month, like I was saying, every all these planets being in their own sign is very supportive. Like every aspect of whatever activity you're trying to do or accomplish is going to be very supportive because all the different, you know, every planet's an archetype and it's like Mercury's communication. So it's your communication is going to be well. Venus is creativity. Creativity is going to be really supported. Saturn is routine. You can have... Um, but well, if it being retrograde, like I said, it's going to, it might be more challenging, but it's extra important to, to have routines. So just think about how this applies to wherever, um, the new moon happened. You could look at where cancer is, Gemini, um, look at kind of that section of your birth chart. And if you need more support, um, you can always reach out to me and grab a reading. I can help you decipher it a little more in depth personally, or you can revisit the new moon tools that I shared about earlier, all up in the membership now. Um, yeah, and check that out and set your intentions for the month. So with that said, with the monthly episodes, now you know what's happening this month. Just a quick recap so that you can apply this to your life, right? Like, you know, I usually share yoga practices and journal prompts, but I'm just going to say the journal prompts. I'm going to point back to the new moon episode and really be sure with that work. I hope I kind of made sense of why I say that. And then for yoga practices, I will say that it could be a time of Pitta imbalance here in the Northern hemisphere. So check out the science of light episode for Ayurveda for Pitta season. Um, or if you're in the Southern hemisphere, it could be, you know, you might be in the middle of Vata season. So you could also go back to the science of light episode from last like December or so when I did, or actually, I think it was last fall, Ayurveda for Vata season. It was like last September. I think it was around the fall equinox for us here in the, the autumnal equinox for us here in the Northern Hemisphere. So you can go back to that. You could revisit that for some yoga practices. You could also check out the new moon flow that just dropped in the membership or will drop around the same time I make this episode public. Um, so So check those out for journal prompts and yoga practices because it's just too much. I can't like, there's a lot of stuff happening. I can't tell you like one yoga practice that's going to be good for the entire month, but those are some overarching themes, things related to the new moon. I hope I helped you make that connection with my explanation. Um, go back and listen if you're unsure, but, um, and then, so, so that new moon energy, you know, I mean, that's why we set new moon intentions, right? Because we want it to kind of come full circle during the lunar cycle, uh, which is basically a month. Uh, anyway, so just quick recap of the overarching energy of everything I described. It is a good month for making steady progress. So especially in the beginning of the month, you set your routines, battle it out with Saturn retrograde energies, you know, like be really headstrong about it, but with Merc or with um, Aries in its own sign in Aries, Mars in its own sign in Aries, um, and Rahu there, it's a, it, the energy is supportive of being headstrong and you know what I mean? And so in making steady progress towards whatever your new moon intentions were, um, and especially until the middle of the month when energy starts shifting. So for the first half of the month, it's definitely a good time to start making steady progress. And then that energy carries through cause Saturn is retrograde the whole month and then when it moves back into Capricorn, it's probably even more so of a time to um, 
be more steady. Like the Capricorn's even more rulesy and routiney than Aquarius is. Um, so that stuff becomes more important, even more so. Then, and then it's also a good month for creating space to review the foundations and then actually doing the work. So making progress in that sense. So you might feel like you're not making a huge amount of forward progress this month because Saturn is retrograde, but it's like time to make, create space in your life to do the work, to make your foundations of whatever it is you're working on, especially related to your moon intentions stronger. So create the space to do the work. So then once Jupiter goes retrograde, it, it might become even more of a time to actually like do that work. So you might spend the first part of the month or the majority of the month even trying to set your routine so that you have space on a regular basis to like do the work of making your foundation stronger because then once these planets move direct towards the end of the year, when you've like kind of reinforced your foundation, then your progress can be like astronomical. So I hope that makes sense. We'll talk more about that when we get towards the Jupiter retrograde. So it's also a good time for fighting for women's rights and harnessing this cancer energy of nourishing yourself and others. And it is a bad month for unbridled expansion. So like I was talking about with Neptune retrograde and then Jupiter going retrograde later, it's not really a time to just reach out in all directions. It's a time to go inwards and reinforce your foundations, like I was saying with the Saturn stuff. Um, and it is also a bad month for using your imagination. Like I was, you know, like I've been talking about with Jupiter and Neptune and Pisces. It's a, It was a big time to dream big, especially while Mars was there. And now you've kind of had your time to do that. Well, with Jupiter going retrograde and Neptune going retrograde and Mars moving on and all this stuff. It's not really time to be like dreaming big. It's time to be focusing on practicality and clarity. So now you've had your time to dream big and let your mind run wild. Find that clarity. Come back to practicality. Use the tools I offered you for the new moon to really set your intentions and think about how you're going to incorporate this stuff into your daily life and build a strong foundation so that once the planets all go direct, and kind of move on from their own signs where they're happy, you've set yourself up for success and you're going to rock it forward in whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish right now. I hope that all makes sense. Please let me know if I can support you in any way. I do have all these resources in the membership to try and do just that, but then also a reading is can be really helpful to find clarity with this stuff if you need a little more support. I'm here. You know where to find me, Yogi Scopes on all platforms spelled just like this podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Remember to always keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Have a great month of July, friends. I appreciate you.